Well, good morning again. I really like this time of year. Um, we just finished celebrating the birth of Christ. Um, it's a good time. You're coming to the close of the year now, but also you've got anticipation about what the new year's going to bring. And for me, it's a time of personal reflection filled with a lot of hope and expectation. I look back on the previous year, and there were a lot of milestones, a lot of things that I saw God work in a mighty and powerful way. And I do look with anticipation in 2020 what it's of what's going to come out of it. Now, today's service is going to consist of alternating scripture reading and praise and worship, focusing on the themes of praise, hope, wisdom, obedience, confession, and faith. And it's a little different, and, I, and it's, not my, it's not an original idea by me. What it is, is Pastor Brian gave us this book. And this book is called Letters to the Church. It's written by Francis Chan. And in one of the early chapters of it, Francis Chan talked about, about loving to hear the word. Do people really love today to hear the word? And that kind of intrigued me. So I thought, well, Pastor Brian's gone. Pastor John's gone. And they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. They got me. So I'm going to try this and we'll see how it works. So we're going to try that. And hopefully God has already prepared you. My prayer for you guys for the last month has been that the Holy Spirit was already working on you, that you would receive what you hear today. And that not only what you receive it, but you follow through with what you hear. In other words, do what it says. So if you have your Bibles, and if it came through on the screen, I'm going to start with Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord with all, uh, with all my life. I will praise and sing to my God for as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in mere mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their, their plans become nothing. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lives up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God is Zion for all generations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing praises to our God? How beautiful and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord, mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain. He makes the grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in, in the strength of a horse, nor the delight in his legs of a man. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. 
You know, as we begin to sing today, as we begin to praise the Lord today, let's really try to focus on who we are singing to, who we are really praising. We are singing to someone who, as the scripture pointed out, he heals the brokenhearted, he binds up their wounds. He determines the numbers of stars and he calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limits. Now let's try to use your imagination just for a minute. Now I know some of you have, seen, have been out and seen the Star Wars movie and you got a lot of imagination with that one. But imagine just for a minute that in this moment of time that Jesus Christ is standing right here. Do you know, folks, spiritually, he is here today. So, folks, Jesus Christ is here. Let's worship him today in that spirit.
If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 119. Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong, they walk in his ways. 
you have laid down precepts that are, full, that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame. When I consider all your commands, I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. For I have hidden a word, your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. This ear piece is going to give me a fits. <laughs> Praise be to you, O, God, o Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my, pardon me. With my lips, I will recount all the ways that come, uh, that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Do good to your servant and I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at, at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. I am laid low in the dust, preserved my life according to your word. I recounted my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Let me understand the teaching of your precepts. Then I will meditate on your wonders. My soul was weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me through your law. For I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, O Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands. For you have set my heart free. Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees. Then I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes, not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant, so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace that I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. Preserve my life with your righteousness. May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch the word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk in freedom, for I have sought, your, sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings, and I will not be put to shame, for I delight in your commands, because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me without restraint, but I do not turn from your law. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, 
and I find comfort in them. Indignation grips me because of the wicked who have forsaken your law. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodged. In the night I remember your name, O Lord, and I will keep your law. This has been my practice. I will obey your precepts. You are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight, I will rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with love, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. Do good to your servant according to your word, O Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I believe in your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I will keep your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. The law of your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Your hands made me and they formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, O Lord, that your laws are righteous, and in faithfulness you have afflicted me. May your unfailing love be my comfort, according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me, that I may live. For your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause, but I still will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. May my heart be blameless towards your decrees, that I may not be put to shame. My soul fades with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for your promise, and I say, when will you comfort me? Though I am like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your decrees. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? The arrogant dig pitfalls for me, contrary to your law. Your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for men perse persecute me without cause. They almost wipe me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. Preserve my life according to your love, and I will obey your statutes. I will obey the statutes of your mouth. Just as I mentioned earlier, this is a time of personal reflection for me, and I hope for all of us. This is a great time to think about what we just heard and anticipate. Do we need to make changes for 2020 for the Lord? And that's where I'm trying to go with this. I'm trying to take your themes and, 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 and the repetitiveness of hope and of faith and of obedience and all the things that I've mentioned. You know, one of the, one of the verses that really jumped out at me is, I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. Wouldn't that be a good thing for 2020? You know, if you want wisdom, there it is. It's right there contained in this book. Not a bad idea to start out the new year that way, would it be? Don't depend on our culture today. Man, our culture, buddy, it's all skewed. 
I made up my mind, I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to let Facebook mold me, I'm not going to let Twitter mold me, I'm not going to let CNN mold me, and I'm not going to let Fox News mold me. What I am going to let mold me is the Word of God. That's what I'm going to let mold me. You know, it says here in, in uh, Psalm 119.37, again, my eyes turn away from worthless things. Man, our earthly vision can get skewed mighty quick, mighty quick. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. According to God's word, we're all called to witness. Did you realize that, every one of us? We're all called to witness. In fact, if you look through the scriptures, you know, the, among the last words that Jesus spoke, the very last words he spoke before he was taken up into heaven, Acts 1.8, it says, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Judea, in, in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and also to the ends of the earth. So we're all called to witness. And, this, and, and, and you know, we don't do enough witnessing. Uh, so to that end, I'm going to give you a few testimonies. Uh, the first one, and I hesitated a little bit about it. Um, I think Satan would try to exploit it. But, you know, God, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. That's true. He really does. You know, you look at his disciples, it was all ordinary. The one, you know, the, the one, Paul was, was he, he was pretty, pretty educated, and he was a scholar of the day. But the rest of the guys are all pretty, all pretty common guys. And I would have to say you would think that I'm a pretty common guy. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, well, maybe uncommon in some ways, but common in another way. I don't know why God has chosen the path for me that he has, but he has put in front of me all kinds of people. I had the opportunity in September, the elders know this, I had the opportunity to meet with the vice president. Uh, part of it was through Hawking College. I had a personal meeting with him. It was part of the reason it was through Hawking College. We were, there's a, uh, uh, there's a new company coming from Canada uh, that's going to provide 700 jobs, and Hawking's going to help provide the, the workforce development for that. So that was part of the reason there. But then he, uh, after that, there was scheduled, there was 10 of us that uh, got to meet with the vice president. We had a little one-on-one -on -one meeting. And, and, and of all the things that God could put on my heart at that time was to thank him for the, the work that he and the administration has done with trying to write and help the persecuted Christians across the world. And I thanked him for that because they've really gone to bat for that. And they've been hammered for it. They've really been hammered. They don't, and, I, and, and I looked at him and I told him, I said, look, I said, don't, don't ever give up on this. I said, you're standing for the Lord. I said, you're standing for the oppressed. I said, keep at it. Now, stop and think, why would I, of all the things I could have told that guy, you know, I said, hey, you need to fix this. <laughs> you need to fix that. I wanted to give him encouragement because I knew he got slammed, you know, for standing up for his faith. And you know what? We're told to uphold our leaders. And in some way, even though I'm a pretty common guy, I thought, hey, I'm going to tell you, Mr. Vice President, you're doing a good job helping the persecuted Christians. So I did that. And we all have opportunities like that. It might not be with the vice president. It could be with somebody, you know, that's different. But the point of it is, take advantage of what God puts in front of you. And he did put that in front of me. Now another testimony that, 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 that just happened the day after Christmas. Day after Christmas, my Brian 
is back in the Ross Heart Hospital up in OSU. He's got to have a heart procedure done, an ablation. And you know, God brought him back, back from the dead last October. So he's back in there. He needs a little, get a, get a, get a tune up. Well, Amanda, on the other hand, uh, she started getting sick like about a week before and, and uh, really feeling rough. And I get a text message from Brian at four in the morning. We're getting ready to head up to OSU. He said, hey, you need to come now. We're going to, I want man to go to ER. And uh, so we walk in the Ross Heart Hospital, you know, and I take Brian and Amanda takes off to the, to the ER. Well, then I get a text message. Hey, they're checking me for uh, checking my pancreas, checking my liver, they're checking uh, gallbladder, you know, and then I'm ready to get ready to get Brian. I'm ready to get him into, into, into surgery over here. And, you know, Amanda's kind of out of sorts. She's stressed a little bit. Of course, now I'm giving this message today. Now, the Lord's going to, or the Satan's going to try to hammer me. He's going to try to throw me off track. I got to tell you, I went to prayer right there. Brian was beside me. I went, went to prayer. I'm, I'm in the hallway, and I'm praying, and I'm, and I'm at the point I am pouring it out to him. I'm letting him, I'm letting him have it. You know, Lord, you know, we need help. And I want to tell you, all of a sudden, I got this feeling that came over me. That was, it's almost inexplainable, but it was, Mike, I got this. It's going to be okay. I mean, it just washed over me. And the thoughts and the worry and the intrepidation I had, they went. So I texted Manda real quick. I said, Manda, I said, uh, you remember the feeling I told you? I said, when I was on my knees pleading for Brian's life, uh, and I said, I got that feeling that washed over me that everything was going to be okay. I said, I got that same feeling. I said, it's going to be okay. She come out of the, oh, about 45 minutes later, she came out of the, uh, the, the ER room. And, uh, oh, we might have a kidney stone, uh, but that's it. And Brian went in to, had his uh, ablation done, and uh, he, he did fantastic. And I praise God for that. I praise God for that. I mean, I know he's in control and, and, and stuff. And, and, and I, but that feeling, that feeling, I got to tell you, was really, really awesome. So.
So 
love You picked up all my pieces Put me back together You are the defender Of my heart And when I thought I to truth so much better his way. Thank you, praise team. Your word, O oh Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You established the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day, for all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts. For by them you have preserved my life. Save me, for I am yours. I have, sought your, I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, and I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil, evil path, so that I may obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. 
How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, O God, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. I hate double-minded men, but I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Away from me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commands of my God. Sustain me according to your promise, and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed. Uphold me, and I will, and I will be delivered. And I will always have regard for your decrees. You reject all who stray from your decrees, for their deceitfulness is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your statutes. My flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. I have done what is righteous and just. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Ensure your servants' well-being. Let not the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail looking for your salvation, looking for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. It is time for you to act, O Lord, your law is being broken, because I love your commands more than gold, more than pure gold, and because I consider all your precepts right, I hate every wrong path. Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your word gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from the oppression of men, that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant. Teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. Righteous are you, O Lord, and your laws are right. Your statutes you have laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy. My zeal wears me out, for my enemies ignore your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servant loves them. Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is everlasting, and your law is true. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands are to my delight. Your statutes are forever right. Give me understanding that I may live. I call with all my heart, answer me, O Lord, and I will obey your de decrees. I just want to pause there and just say again on those testimonies. I, both times I emptied myself out of all, all there was I thought that was in me. And that was sure true. He sure, you know, he sure answered me. I call out to you, save me, and I will keep your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your laws. For those who do devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. Yet you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. 
Look upon my suffering and deliver me, for I have not forgotten your law. Defend my cause and redeem me. Preserve my life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek out your decrees. Your compassion is great, O Lord. Preserve my life according to your laws. Many are the foes who persecute me, but I have not turned from your statutes. I look to the faithless with loathing, for they do not obey your word. See how I love your precepts. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your love. All your words are true, and all your righteous laws are eternal. Rulers persecute me without cause, but my heart trembles at your word. I rejoice in your promise like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I wait for your salvation, O Lord, and I follow your commands. I obey your statutes, for I love them greatly. I obey your precepts and your statutes, for all your ways. For all my ways are known to you. May my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with praise. For you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing your word. For all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me. For I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord. And your law is my delight. Let me live that I may praise you, and may your laws sustain me. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. You know, I mentioned earlier that, again, I keep coming back to this theme that I um, do a lot of personal reflection as I've been reading through these. And there's a verse in 119.30 that kind of spoke to me. I got to be careful how I do this, but it says, the unfolding of your words gives light. Boy, I sure believe that. It gives understanding to the simple. I'd like you to ponder that last word. Multiple times throughout scripture, we're told and reminded about wisdom, the wisdom contained in the Bible. Verse 168, I obey your precepts and your statutes for all my ways are known to you. In reference about obedience. You know, he sees everything. Everything. Not a single word, not a single act escapes his view. It makes me reflect that God sees everything about me. Every word I speak, every thought I have, every action, nothing escapes his view. Nothing. I reflected on that a lot. Because there was a lot last year that I was ashamed of. That I didn't reflect the light of Christ. 176, I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. It's referencing confession. For me personally, confession, I think we all know, keeps us closer to our Lord. It keeps, a, keeps our relationship strong. I need to, perfect to, I need to have confession daily, like washing my face. Because there's not a day that I don't think goes by that I don't 
could be in a, in a, in a, in a flash thought. It could be in a, a flash reaction when somebody cuts me off. <laughs> I like to cut them off. <laughs> I, you know, it shouldn't be like that. So anyway, praise team. This next song that we're going to do is called Mercy. And what Mike was talking about there, always needing to seek forgiveness. I'm so thankful that it's not just us seeking forgiveness and hoping that we get it. It's God's endless mercy that allows us to be forgiven. And you know, there's a line in the song that says, may I never lose the wonder of his mercy. And I think, you know, especially when we have a warm house to go to, uh, a, a car that gets us from A to B, it's, it's easy to lose the wonder of his grace and the wonder of his mercy in our lives. But I think what today is about is really stepping back and, and seeing God for who he is. He's merciful. He's, he's good. He's great. But he's also the creator of the universe and could destroy us in an instant if he wanted. But he is so full of mercy that he chooses to keep pulling us back. I was just thinking as Mike was talking, <clears throat> that God sent Jesus to the Israelites to save them, to be their, their king. And what did they do? They killed him and put him on a cross. And yet, here we are today worshiping the same God because he's so full of mercy that even though the very people he gave Jesus to, they rejected, he says, you know what? Even though you were wrong, I'm going to make it right because I love you that much. So I pray that you really dig into that this morning. Really see God and see all of his glory. And I pray that you tremble at his feet. And know this isn't just a Christmas baby Jesus thing. This is the creator of each one of us. And, and I would question why you're even here if you don't want to serve him, if you don't want to fully believe in him, and if you don't want to receive his full mercy. So let's sing together. I will kneel in the dust at the foot of the cross where mercy paid for me where the wrath i deserve it is gone it is past your blood As in this as the sea. 
Mercy, mercy. 
the foot of the cross where mercy Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. We'll read the entire chapter. By faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what was seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And by faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so he did not experience death. He cannot be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy field bid an ark to save his family. And by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. For he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him on the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from one, this one man... And he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively, figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and, and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when, he was, when the end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instruction about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's eating. 
By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. And by faith kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around him for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Who shut the, lion, who shut, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flurry, fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle and rounded foreign armies? Women, women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others who were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better re- resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute and persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended by their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, they would be made perfect. Two verses that really spoke out to me in that was the very first verse. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we have or what we do not see. This is an area that I need to go deeper in, but I'm learning. I've begun to see and understand the power of faith through answered prayer, but I want more. One more quick testimony when we were in the, the, the Dominican Republic on our mission trip. It hadn't rained there for four or five months. So a group of us there, we decided we were going to pray for rain. One day it rained was at least three different times on us. Now, granted, it wasn't a whole lot of rain. Maybe that's because maybe we didn't have a whole lot of faith. I don't know. But it rained. He answered that prayer. And we all knew that he answered that prayer. The other, the other verse that spoke to me was verse number six in Hebrews. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. To me, that says it all. You got to have faith. That element is essential. So in closing, I know it's been a lot of scripture. I'm going to go to James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. It says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. 
But the man who looks intently to the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Maybe I'm wrong, but what I read in this, what I get out of it is, you can read the Bible all you want. I don't think that cuts it. I think you need to do what it says. And we need in 2020, Mike Budzik, and I hope all of us will be doers of what, you know, it's not just about coming to church on Sunday. It's not for the hour or so that we're up here, but we need to be doers of the word. So the altar is open. If during anything that you've heard today and is so much scripture, I know that it, it, the Holy Spirit can take that scripture and he can mold it and shape it and you'll get different things out of there, not maybe things that I got out of there, but he can take it and use it. But would you consider this? If you want to improve your walk, it's not a requirement, but this altar's open. Man, come up there and tell him. Tell him you need help. Lay it before him. He'll help you. I know he will. He helps me.
If he's talking to you right now, don't walk out that door and not respond to him. I ask you right now to just for give a focus. Take what the Lord is giving you. Receive. Receive the gift. Receive the words that he's speaking to you right now. And receive them with an open, grateful heart. I personally believe that this next year is going to be a mountain-moving year. If we think we saw the, the, the dead come back to life in one, in one instance, well, you get to talk to somebody special or you get to rain when you pray for it. That's only the tip of the iceberg. God can give us so much more and he's wanting to give so much more to us. Let's praise him this year. Let's put our hope in him. Let's strive to be obedient to the word. And you know when we stumble, and, and, and you know, Mike Budsey's going to stumble, but I know I can come back and I confess to him. I can keep my relationship intact because he is rich in mercy and rich in compassion. And Lord, more than anything, I have the faith. I have the faith that I know that you can move mountains. There are mountains in our, in, just in our own midst right here. And we can get over those mountain, mountains through Jesus Christ. Nothing is impossible for him. So Lord, thank you for being here today. Thank you for ministering to us. May we truly not listen to your word, but just do what it says. And may it help us to make daily application of that. And Father, I pray that, these, that you will bless each person here. May your precious light shine upon them. I pray they receive that precious light. And in 2020, they walk in that light. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we praise and give you thanks. Amen.